break it down. That's why. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Are Wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Viral Viper, aka Viper Freeze, with my co-host, the Renegade Enigma, who still doesn't have coronavirus. You will if you go outside more. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's up, man? Uh, evidently, coronavirus is like uh, 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 canceling everything. That's why I mentioned it. Apparently, there's no SmackDown, or there is a SmackDown, but there's not a SmackDown, but there is a SmackDown. We'll get into that. But, yeah, that's a crazy shit. Man, the corona cancel culture. Man. Y'all been trying to do that on Twitter with this whole cancel culture bullshit? Corona did it for real. That's how you really do that shit. Everything's fucking canceled. Shit. Damn right. But yeah, let's um. Since you said SmackDown, let's start with SmackDown, SmackDown. Okay. From last week, what did you think of the show? Uh, from what I remember, it was alright. Like, yeah, like l- lately, like shit's been fucked up, so I barely remember anything from it. But it was okay. Once again, SmackDown was one of those. It was one of those SmackDowns. It was a SmackDown leading into the Elimination Chamber, which was Sunday. For some reason, it did not have the hype it should have had. Yeah. Like, hence going I, into that Smack... Yeah? I was going to say, hence why I said, like, it was only okay. Like, you figure, going into the Elimination Chamber, which is one of the top pay-per-views, granted, not one of the big three, big four, whatever the hell you want to say, but mm-hmm. it is a big pay-per-view. And... Yeah, like, it really didn't do anything memorable for me. Exactly. And, like, that's why I was upset that it didn't come across like it should have felt. Like, it should have felt like a big deal, but it didn't. Agree 100%. Like, the only thing that came out of that that was, like, okay was the whole... Gauntlet match, the tag team gauntlet match. That yeah. match was, it was pretty good because the way it was set up. Like, it literally had heavy machinery beat everybody except for Ziggler and Rude. And if you like, if you watch the product, you know that Ziggler and Rude were going to beat them because it makes sense storyline wise. And you called it too when we were watching it. Like that, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, because it, it made so much sense. And the thing is, like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been mad with the way that it ended if Heavy Machinery, they beat the Tag Team Champions. They beat the New Day. They beat the Usos. They beat the Lucha House Party. Like, the way that some of these, the pinfalls went down was a little bit wonky because I didn't really like them. But when you got to this Root and Ziggler thing, like it literally was thirty seconds of 
them going back and forth and Ziggler getting a quick super kick and pinning Otis. And yeah. it's like, the fuck? It's like, I know he had to go over him, but like, make it more of a chase for him to get his hands on him. But, whatever. Like, do more. Yeah, it, like, it, it kind of bothered me. No, I agree. But yeah, like, that was that was a setup for the go-home to SmackDown. And Braun Strowman just, he gets into the contract signing with Sami Zayn, uh, Cesaro, and Nakamura. It was supposed to be Nakamura versus Braun Strowman. But he gets into the contract signing and goes, I'll take on all three of you. It doesn't matter. It's like, dude, like, don't say that. He's like, because that's what you're going to do anyway. So I'm going to take on all three of you. It's like, all right. Why Sammy just said, sound like him? <laughs> I don't know. It's Sammy goes, you know what? Fine. Fine. I'm going to sign a contract. And then they said, well, who? You're, why are you signing a contract? It's supposed to be Nakamura versus Braun. No, no, no. He said, all three of us. And it became a three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental title. I didn't like how it went down, but we'll talk about why it it turned out okay later. Which, to my knowledge, that's like the first time they defended it that way. I think it's the first time they defended it with the three people. I'm pretty sure they did it with a two-on-one handicap match. That's what I mean, with the three. Yeah, I think it's the first time with the three, yeah. Okay. But yeah, um, Sasha and Bailey lost to Naomi and Lacey. No, did they lose? Yeah, they lost to Naomi and Lacey. And like, that pretty much was the show. Like, leading up to Elimination Chamber. And it was like one of those. Yeah. Like, obviously, there was more of y'all, but pretty long time listener by now. You know, we only covered a port and stuff, you know, so stuff that was significant. Like, we're going into WrestleMania, so all that's going to be a WrestleMania thing. Yes. If there's a WrestleMania, we'll get to that in a minute. Exactly. Glad you said that. But yeah, it's like, usually when you have a go-home show to the pay-per-view, it's like really badass. It's like, oh shit, like this this show was really great. Like the raw we covered last week, it was fucking badass. Yeah. Because that was the go home show to Elimination Chamber. But such is life. You know what's funny what I've noticed? Like mm-hmm. back in the day, they would always refer to fucking um Raw as the A show. Personally, I was over always the guy that would say SmackDown was the A show. Like, I've always said that, right? But, you know, majority rules, like, Raw was the A show. But it sucked compared to SmackDown. Now, mm-hmm. like, there's no doubt SmackDown is the A show now. You know what I mean? Like, everybody loved it for a while. Now that it's officially the A show, it's starting to lack. <laughs> yeah, it fucking sucks. Like, Raw fucking sucks. I mean, SmackDown fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, no, you could say that, like, SmackDown used to... I mean, like, Raw used to suck. Yeah, like, it 
it just took Raw's place. It's now the it's the A B show. Basically. It's the, it's the A show to some people, but it's the B show for real. Yeah. Like my hardest SmackDown, but like I gotta be honest, like yeah, like it, it's been lagging. Basically. But yeah, that that set us up to Elimination Chamber. Yep. And we we walked into Elimination Chamber, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't care who you are. If you listen to the show, if you don't listen to the show, you happen to turn into the show, you're a casual fan of the hardcore fan. No one walked into this show saying, yo, Elimination Chamber is going to be good. No one did. Not one fucking person said, yo, this show is going to be good. And if you, you do, you did say say that, you're a fucking liar? <laughs> Basically. We even came on here last week and was like, this is a throwaway show. That's yep. exactly what we said. <clears throat> yep. We were blown away by how good this show was. The first fucking match. The first match was fucking Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulick. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> that match was so fucking good. I mean, it depends though. Like, a lot of people might say it sucked, like it lagged, because like it's a certain style, you know. Like mm-hmm. you have to be into that particular style, like the catch wrestling, as it were, and all that. If you're not into it, you're not gonna like it. But we liked it. Fucking loved it. And the match, like it was so good that like you know, it almost got a fucking standing ovation. That's how fucking good it was. And it's like, like as soon as we saw the match, we was like. Okay, they're starting off hot. Oh, the rest of the show is going to suck. <laughs> then they went into fucking Andrade versus Humberto. From the moment and, the bell rung, it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was fucking... It was fucking great. And it's like, holy shit, they, they were doing every fucking thing in the book. And it's, the fucking soon as the bell rung... The second the bell rung, Andrade hit him with the fucking Judas effect. He kicked out, but it was like, what the fuck? Man, that mess. Like, you would have swore he would have won there. Yes. And just by those two matches alone, it was like, wow, this show is going great. And to to go back, Daniel Bryan beat Drew, Drew Gulak. And Andrade beat Humberto. Yeah, like, at, like for real, for real, this show was so good. Like, I don't even care who won and lost. Like, for real, for real. Basically, and we like we both start saying it as soon as it happens. Like, yo, like th- this might be one of the best shows. Like, it didn't like we was like, all right. No, no, no. They got a bunch of crap matches coming up. Let's relax. We don't think it's going to happen. But then they had the tag team elimination chamber. Personally, I thought that that particular match was going to be a throwaway. Because, like, I don't like a few of the teams in it. Whatever. Few that made sense due to the fact of storylines or whatever. Because, like, for a Dolphin Ziggler. 
and heavy machinery should not have been in this match. They should have had their separate match. Mm-hmm. But due like to the crossover there storyline, okay, definitely fucking Lucha House Party should not have been in it. No, but but they did good in it, you know, due to their Lucha Libre style, whatever they made it entertaining. Yes. So yeah. But this match went from fuck it, this is a throwaway match to holy shit, this match fucking sold the show. They fucking did everything that you didn't think was possible in this match. Like, um, Lance Dorada, he climbed up all the way to the middle of the dome and whatever, because it pretty much Elimination Chamber is kind of a dome, right? Mm-hmm. And he's right there in the middle. Everybody's in, in the middle of the ring. He did this spot last time they had this match, but this time he did it like with a twist. I forget whether or not it was like a phoenix or a moonsault or whatever, but it was like a twist to it. Yes. It, the bad part, like, it was so crazy that everybody was wrestling in the ring and everybody forgot he existed. Yep. And he fucking did this spot and it was like, God damn. Like, that was just one of the spots that was crazy in this fucking match. Like, then we had the oldest Dolph Ziggler spot. That, that was spot. crazy. Yo, I've, I've never seen a spot like that before, and I fucking shocked the shit out of me. Basically. So, Ziggler and Rude are the last team to come out. Heavy Machinery is still in there, and Otis is waiting, waiting. So he goes over to kick Dolph Ziggler's ass. He, he starts beating him down. Ziggler kind of gets away from him. So Otis has him trapped right between the pod in nowhere. And Otis just takes a running start. Dolph moves out the way. Otis goes through the front pod door and out the back of the pod. Straight to the floor. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you could kind of see... He would have went through the pod. Like, that's been done before. Okay. Mm-hmm. But going all the way through and all the way out. Like, even Tucker was like, dude, you okay? Yeah, it fucked, it fucked everybody up. Even the people in the match stopped. If knew they even stopped in the match, was like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> he went through the pod to the floor. It, it was a fucking great moment. That's why, like, like I said earlier, like, they didn't make sense for the match, per se, because they're not high-level tag teams, but they proved themselves in the match, though. Yeah. Like, they really made that match fucking... It just was awesome. Because heavy machinery, like, for all intents and purposes, are a comedy act. You mm-hmm. know? So they that, definitely are. That's why, like, it really wasn't great for me for them to hit it, but that one spot sold me. Yes. That one spot made me happy. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, that, that was one of the... That was one of the moves. It's like, holy shit. By the way, in case it wasn't obvious and whatnot, like, y'all do know like they got eliminated after that spot. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I had to say that, but just in case, y'all were wondering. 
Yeah, no, they they definitely got eliminated right after. <laughs> but it's like, damn. But yeah, it it winded up with um right after that everybody started getting eliminated one by one by one and Miz and Morrison wind up keeping the tag team championships. Something that dawned on me though, right? Mm-hmm. Normally in the excuse me. Normally in elimination chambers, right? Mm-hmm. Before all six people or in this case teams are in, someone gets eliminated first, right? Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a case where everybody was in there before getting eliminated? No. Because I want to say this was the first. That was the first, yes. Because like that dawned to me like, oh, okay. That was kind of noteworthy. Yeah, that was the first time that happened. Yeah. But yeah, like from there we was like, all right, this whole show is going to go down to shit, right? Right? And then we had Aleister Black versus AJ Styles in a no DQ match. So, you were pissed off during this match, though. Like, you gotta be I, honest. I, I, I was, and I'm gonna tell the listeners why. <laughs> it's, a no disqual- it's a no disqualification match. AJ has the fucking OC right there. Right fucking there. Why the fuck did they not interfere in the match at all? Not one fucking time. Not one fucking time. Why did they not do that? Like it's Man. funny. Art, like um, life imitates art in this case. Because mm-hmm. once again, like cheap plug and whatever. Like I have a YouTube channel. I simulate these matches and whatever. Uh, um, YouTube channel is Everything Enigma. If you're wondering, look it up. Anyhow, I did the same match, right? No disqualification. AJ Styles versus um. Alistair Black, I assumed that the OC was going to be out there with him. I wasn't 100% sure. You know what I mean? Because they could have like, stayed in the back. Same thing. They ain't do a damn thing. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It's a no DQ match. Like, why did y'all not remember that you could do things? It fucking bothered the shit like, out of me. Like, it seemed like they remembered towards the end. Like, oh shit, no DQ. Yeah, like, right at the fucking end, they remembered it was like, Oh shit, there's no DQ in this match. Oh, we can stop him. <laughs> and by that time, I was already pissed off. I was like, oh, fuck this shit, man. <laughs> bullshit. So, yeah, they started beating him down. I forget if someone won at that point or not. No. No one won at that point? Okay. They started to beat down Alistair and whatever, three on one. Uh, they was holding him. He was about to go for the fucking phenomenal forearm when all of a sudden you hear. The lights go out. And then once again you hear Dong. And in Alistair's case like place was the Undertaker, but instead of like OC holding him, he's choking the shit out of these two motherfuckers. And AJ's like, oh shit. He goes for the phenomenal forearm and gets choke slammed. And Alistair Black fucking won. Yeah, because you hear the third gong. Like it goes dark oh, again. Man. Then you hear the fourth gong. Fucking oh, Astro Black re- reappears. One, two, three. Boom. Astro Black is your winner. Yes. I think I called that last week that he would win with Undertaker. Yeah, you did. 
like even though we knew it was gonna happen, it still fucking popped us. Yeah. Like it, like it was fucking awesome. Like, and you can just see like this is the fucking show. Like this is this is the awesomeness of how awesome this show was. And then we still had more to go. Cause like like I said, like in this scenario and whatever, right? I know I bitch and complain about fucking Goldberg and whatever, right? But Undertaker, that one guy that will come back, and I don't think anybody will really complain about. You have one or two people, you know what I mean? Oh, he squashed AJ, whatever, but the majority, like, love Taker. Basically. So, yeah. We're all here for Taker. Yep. But wait, there's more. Yes. So, fucking, we already mentioned that Sami Zayn had a fucking convince dumb Braun Strowman to do a three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental title. And whoever, they found out a new fucking way for this match. Whoever got the pinfall on Braun Strowman is the new Intercontinental Champion. Because, like, before that, right, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, Braun's winning, eat, like, either way, like, fuck it, because, like, no matter who wins on that side, Nakamura's going to be the champion, because that was the initial match and whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, since they changed it, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Sammy's definitely winning this match. I even said it, I think. He said it at the very beginning of the match, and I go, nah, I don't think so. He said it again. He's like, no. Sammy's winning the Intercontinental title. I was like, dude, I don't think so. <laughs> and they had the match, and fucking Sammy won. The winner and new Intercontinental Champion, Sammy Zayn. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't heard that music in a while. So like, cause like we didn't even hear it that night until he won it. Actually, yep. <laughs> cause he came out with Nakamura. Like that was such a shock and a surprise, and it was so fucking great. Like Sammy deserves the title. Exactly. Like. He's basically been a comedy act for the longest when he's such a great wrestler and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You suspect, for those of you that don't know, this is his first ever, like, um, title in quote-unquote main roster because he also was the NXT champion for, like, what, a week or two? I think it was a month. <laughs> it wasn't long. I know that much. Not at all. But yeah, man. That... That also made the night great. Yep. And then we went to the main event. The main event of the evening. Which was fucking controversial, but it... I would have booked it different, and I'm going to say why I would have booked it different, but it didn't bother me. Did it bother you? Not at all. Like, I know what you're going to say, and I agree with mm-hmm. like, the difference that you're going to put in it. But mm-hmm. all in all, like, I liked it and whatever. A lot of people don't like 
school one and whatever, and we'll get into it in a, in a second. That didn't bother me because like she she deserved it. That's the way they should have went anyway. Right. And like you know. So we had the women's elimination chamber, and it started off with Natty and Ruby Wright. I don't know what they drunk before they got out of here, but they kept trying to kill each other. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, stop! They just kept going and going. It's like, you know, I told you, I was like, dude, why are they fucking trying to kill each other? Like, this is so fucking random. It just was that part kind of upset me though, because it should have started with Liv and and Ruby. No, I I wouldn't want that. Because, you know, like, to, to further their storyline. Now no, I feel like their, their storyline is not going to go anywhere now. No, it, I, I'm going to I'm going to talk about that in a minute because something you said is something that's actually happening. So, oh, okay. So we're going to get to that after this. After this. Okay. But then Sarah Logan came out, and Sarah Logan literally punched Natty in the mouth, and like. It's like, why the fuck is she hitting Natty so hard? <laughs> and they start going at it. And then the clock counts down, and here comes Shayna Baszler. And everybody's already booing because, like, boo, Shayna. Soon as Shayna walked in there, she did the fucking impossible. Shayna beat the shit out of all of them and tapped them all out. One about no, no, no correction. Mm-hmm. That's why she tapped him out. She knocked him the fuck out because Ruby was out. <laughs> she tapped, but seconds later, after tapping, she was out. Yeah, Sarah she... was out. <laughs> Natty, even though she lasted longer than the other two, she was out. And it was like, what the fuck? Like she cleared out the whole wing. She was in there by herself for two minutes, waiting they on the live. The first two that she eliminated was mm-hmm. within sixty seconds of her yes. being. Because that's how fucking crazy it was. <laughs> like she was fucking everybody up. But yeah, like she was waiting for either Liv or Oscar to come out. She literally stood there walking back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then soon as the soon as the pot opened, Liv came out. She beat up Liv for like 20 seconds and then killed Liv. She did her what is it, car- Caracuda? That's how you say it? Yes, the Caracuda clutch. She did it, but from the top rope, she basically hung her. And basically she went Liv. She didn't tap out. She actually just like went out. <laughs> yes. And now she's standing in there waiting for another five minutes. If it was me, that part was booked completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I would have had Liv be in there first before Shannon came in there. So Liv could have got her licks in with Sarah and Ruby in the match and they could have like started fighting. Yeah. It could have further progressed their storyline. Mm-hmm. But they decided to do it the other way because that would have been more impactful if she would have killed four people and then waited for Oscar last. 
True. That would have made it go, oh shit. And Shane is the only person to ever beat people up and wait in an elimination chamber. Which to me was awesome. Yes, it was fucking awesome. The only like people were upset that it was so much waiting. And I agree with that part. The match was still good, but I agree with that part. It was a lot of waiting. If they would have did it with one wait session, I would have been okay with that. Yeah, like cut the waiting in half. Like mm-hmm. I would think like as soon as she like eliminated the um, initial three, just start the countdown. <laughs> That's what I would have did. But I guess WWE didn't see it that way. Yeah. As soon as you eliminate and live, try saying that five times fast. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> do the countdown again and then have Oscar come out. But it was a good, like, pretty significant wait in between, like, wins there. Yeah, and I know that they say it was like a two-minute wait period. It felt like it was ten minutes. Like, I literally went in the other room and got water and came back, and she still was in there fucking waiting. God forbid she was like number one or number two. Right? Imagine she was number one, fucking eliminated Natty, then had to wait for Sarah, then had to wait for fucking Liv, and so on and so forth. Yeah, and it would that would have made the match so long because it would have been such a long gap. But it like it it made sense though. It made sense. Yeah. And then her and Oscar get no point. Look, I was gonna say they they want the Booker strong, so you know. And did they ever? Mm-hmm. And then Oscar came in and they had a match and they were like they were going. At it, I was like, I fucking loved it. I can't wait till they have their one-on-one match. I was scared for a second. Like, are you gonna take her out? Are you gonna take her out? <laughs> no, you didn't take it out. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, they, like, they went at it, and then Shayna beat Oscar, and I'm glad she destroyed everybody. I don't know why people just start fucking booing. It's just like, boom. I'm like, do y'all not watch the show and know that Shayna was supposed to win? Like, what, what, why? Like, here's my impression of, of like, things now. Mm-hmm. So-called wrestling fans, right? The smart marks and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. They see exactly what it is and whatnot, right? They know the way it's supposed to happen and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And do they see the way it's supposed to go, the way it's supposed to happen, right? Mm-hmm. They want it. Yeah, I, I don't know why. They want something totally different. And and it's, it's not because it's bad. It's merely because they know it's going to happen. Yeah, but like, I don't understand their thinking. That's what, why? Why? Because like, if you know where something's going... You have to look beyond that and see all the possibilities of what can happen afterwards. Basically. But I guess people don't see that. Can I, I give an example? I mean, you spoke about this a couple times. In the tag team thing, right? The whole Otis situation and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. He said two different scenarios that could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Possibly three, right? Yep. One, 
Tucker is gonna turn on Otis. Mm-hmm. The possibility. Or Sonya is gonna turn on Mandy. That's a possibility. Or yeah. both of them fucking turn on their like tag team partner and somehow join forces. Yeah. I'm cool with any of those scenarios. Cause I just wanna see how this plays out. I wanna see who's who's the snitch. Exactly, because it, it's something fishy within that whole thing. Mm-hmm. One of them is a ball, or if not one, both. Yes. I want to see how this plays out. Exactly. But yeah, that's, that was Elimination Chamber. Like, what the fuck? Like, that was so great. Like, it was so great. I was totally fine with it. Like, we walked in there going, oh, this is going to suck. We came out of it going, oh, this is so fucking good. Yep, yep. But yeah, like, fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to Monday Night Raw, which... Everybody was like, okay, cool. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We're going to find out how everything's going to play out. It's like, all right. It was a okay show. It wasn't quite, like, it was a couple things that, like, went way off the charts because it was, like, unexpectedly awesomely good. And then yep. it was a couple things that was like, eh. And one of those things that was unexpectedly awesomely good was Becky Lynch's promo on Shayna. Like, Becky came out and cut this fucking amazing promo on Shayna. And she basically, like, she started cutting the promo. Then she stops her promo and plays Shayna's promo from her winning Elimination Chamber the night before. And she basically comments on the on her promo and calls like she says she calls her a bitch and then she said I'm the bitch that runs this division. I was like Wait, oh. pronouns, pal. Shayna called uh, um Becky a bitch. And Becky said, I'm the bitch that that runs this division. <laughs> and like the way she said it was like, Oh shit, Becky's not playing. Right, like that was what like, made it that... even better. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just me, but knowing where she came from, like she basically was the forgotten one at one point in the fucking four horsewomen and whatnot. Yep, everybody paid attention to Bailey, you know, <laughs> hug life and all that shit. Everybody paid attention to the boss. Everybody paid attention to the queen, but nobody really paid attention to, to Becky. Now Becky is the man. <laughs> Basically, the goat would have you. <laughs> like, and it feels like Becky. Like over the last couple of months, Becky had kind of lost her way. She wasn't the Becky that we know and love. And it's like, yo, the Becky we fell in love with. This isn't that Becky. Now it was like, on this promo, she was back to being Becky, like the man Becky. Yeah, no, I agree with that. 
Oh, I was waiting for you to say something. Oh yeah, because you got quiet. Like no, I I totally agree with that. Yeah, she's like she's back. Like she's back to what she used to be a year ago. Which the Becky that we all fell in love with, not the character Becky that she's been playing over the last couple of months. Because like like the actual hmm. person. Because yeah. Stone Cold, The Rock would always say the best characters are the ones that are built from real life. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere down the line, Becky became more of the character and less of the real person. So. Basically. Now she's back to being a person. Yeah. And it's so, like, the way that I feel about Becky being this Becky now, it's like, I don't know who's going to win at WrestleMania. I know Shayna should win because Becky had the title for like ever and she needs to lose it. But also like Becky's getting hot again. Like did you? I don't think you should take the title off of her. Like she's back to being a man to the, the person who was main event in WrestleMania. Like she's back to that, that energy. Like I don't know if you should take the title off of her now. I, I have a way around it. Okay. Take the title offer. Fine, right? Mm-hmm. And after this, after WrestleMania, because after WrestleMania, it is, it's always a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Put on SmackDown. Okay. Because SmackDown is where she initially got her stride for Thunder and all that shit. So why not just come back home? Yeah, like... I think she would do really good on SmackDown again. Yeah. Like, because they need something spicy to spice them up because it's like, eh, they suck right now. Like, let's say, like, Bailey beats whoever they have planned for her at WrestleMania, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there you go. Perfect feed right there. Unless fucking um they go with the match that we want mm-hmm. and like um, um Sasha has the belt another match there yeah cause I don't think they actually actually finished their feud they you know? didn't they didn't she just got drafted and it was over so like they could continue that too and a lot of people don't know that last year voted match of the year was Becky and Sasha hell in a cell. So like Yeah, cause that was a good match. Yeah, like so why not go back to that match? Like exactly. that, that feud was great. Like I still think that Sasha should have beat her, but still like go back to that match. And I'm only putting the title on it just because mm-hmm. realistically they don't need the title on the line to have a good match. True. Becky, like, she she turned it up and now we're more hyped for WrestleMania. Yep. And then, like, throughout the show, they kept they kept promoting Edge is coming back later on the night. Edge is coming back. So, every like, every time you turn around, it would play, like, an old Edge promo, like, just getting you hyped for Edge. And it's like, alright. We'll see. We'll see him when he comes back. We'll see. And then we had the Queen Charlotte Flair come out 
and cut her promo. She cut her promo talking about Rhea Ripley and how much Rhea Ripley could not cut it with the big dogs on Raw. Rhea came out. She said not one word and punched her right in the face. I loved it. in the face. Like, that, that was awesome. Yeah, I fucking loved it. It it was it was just so it, I loved it. I love the I love the way that they're like they're building Rhea up the face of Charlotte. I, I love it. Like hopefully like and it's nothing against Charlotte, but hopefully Rhea wins. That would yeah. be awesome for her there. No, I I definitely want her to win because not only because it would give her like a status of yo, I went to WrestleMania and I beat her, but it's just the fact that Charlotte doesn't need to win. Like Charlotte doesn't need this. You read my mind. I was gonna say those words exactly. Yeah, she doesn't need this. Yeah, like she's already established. Like the way her career is already, mm-hmm. and like I want to say she hasn't been wrestling in WWE slash NXT for that long. Like. Mm-hmm. She already had like a Hall of Fame qualifying career, basically, and she had a lot more to go. So, basically, so like she doesn't like she doesn't need this. Like she could give her the rub; it'll be perfectly fine. Yep. But yeah, and right after that, we had Rey Stereo versus Angel Garza. Now, I don't, like, I have, okay, I was like, I literally don't know what to say about the ending to the match, because okay. Ray won, Ray beat Garza, and in my mind, I'm like, that doesn't make sense, like, I really didn't want, I didn't want that to happen, I still think it was wrong. What do you think? I mean, if it goes where, where we've been predicting for the longest, it makes sense. Because mm-hmm. what we're predicting, y'all, it's going to be a four-way for the United States title. Yes. It's going to be Andred versus Angel Garza. I almost said Hector. <laughs> versus Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Versus um, Humberto Carrillo. You know, as of right now, there's not really too much interaction between Humberto and Rey Mysterio, but it's going to be dissension eventually before before WrestleMania. So that's why I'm okay with it. Because if Rey were to lose, then like people would would question it. Like, and mind you, I'm not by any means a Rey Mysterio fan. (laughs) You could ask him. (laughs) Yeah, he hates Rey. But Rey needed this to be in that match. Alright, you, you convinced me. Yeah. But yeah, like... But by the way, guys, they had a really good match. Like... Like, they tore up... They tore up the show. Angel Garza, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then, right after that, we had... The promo. The promo. The promo. 
Oh, the promo. Yes, we can. Yeah. The promo. AJ Styles came out. Wait, the, before uh-huh. you get started, right? We're going to go into, like, real life shit. Like, caveat, right? Mm-hmm. So, me and Vic, we be talking about, you know what I mean, memes or whatever. We send each other memes, like funny-ass memes. And if there's one meme that had a question to it. If you're listening, you know what I mean, please... You know, I mean, answer this question on like Twitter or whatever social media you follow us on. You know, YouTube, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The meme has stated, "Okay, the coronavirus is out, right? You're quarantined for 14 days. You're allowed to see only one match, one-on-one match, one gimmick match, one tag team match, and one promo." So he went through through his whole thing or whatever, right? Obviously, like I'm not such a wrestling expert like him so I only said my promo my promo was the exact, same exact one he's about to talk about it was that good yeah. normally someone would say a pipe bomb or whatever but no this one this one was the new pipe bomb this one I did not expect it to go the way it, it was it was fucking no exaggeration phenomenal AJ Styles comes out and he just first thing he says is what happened last night was a fluke he's like he basically called Taker he called him a punk first off he called him a punk and he he did that magic trick and showed up and then he called him out he didn't call out Undertaker he said I'm not talking to the Undertaker I'm talking to you, Mark Calloway. And we were kind of talking and we completely stopped. And he told him he shouldn't be wrestling. He just keeps coming back because Michelle McCool keeps pushing him to come back because she needs the money and she's using him. And what mouth is... What the fuck? And if y'all don't know, Michelle McCool is his wife. So, Yo. Undertaker's wife. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was so... Like, like, wait. No one ever goes into Undertaker's real life, ever. Like, this was such a fucking shock. It was like, oh my god, what... Like, what's, what's going on? And he kept going and talking about how Michelle McCool is using him and she's... She's make she's whoring him out for the money and this and that and the third. And then he says he's going to kill the Undertaker dead in the ring at WrestleMania. My mouth dropped like what? And he said he's gonna make him the real dead man. And he said he's gonna he's gonna resurrect his soul. And it's like Holy shit. Like, holy shit. Like, you... Like, he was saying some shit. The only time they went into his real life, mm-hmm. they actually did do that, was with um, Stalker DDP and whatnot. The caveat to that, though... Yes. It was Biker Taker. <laughs> We're talking about Dead Man Taker. Yeah, he called... You don't fuck with Dead Man, man Taker. <laughs> 
Hell, you don't fuck with fucking biker taker. So yeah. this is way worse. <laughs> like that promo had everybody's mouth open, and everybody was saying just like fucking. People didn't think that AJ had. AJ's got great mic skills. Like goddamn. Really like, they don't know. AJ's a fucking best. Justice right now. That's the best part. <laughs> it was like that's how fucking awesome. Like man, that's all I can say. It's just man, man, man. <laughs> man let me tell you something. <laughs> and then we went into. Something that I wasn't prepared for because I thought this would take longer, and I I don't know if you were prepared for this work later. Were you? Okay. Uh. Yes, uh, this is exactly was this what Drew did. Yeah, I actually thought that would take way longer because that shit was revealed yeah. last week. Like, what the fuck? I know it got a lot of hate, especially for yeah, me, but like, what the right fuck? There, just right there. Like, so, okay. Drew McIntyre for Eric Rowan. So, he gets in the ring and just demolishes Eric Rowan and goes outside, grabs Eric Rowan's little thingy for the bug, puts it down on the floor, takes the metal steps, and squishes it. I w- he killed the fucking spider. I was he so killed baffled by it. Like, wait a minute. But, but, but what? Like, they just revealed what it was last week. And now it's over? It's like, what the fuck? I swear I, I did the meme to you. Y- yeah, well, he, he did. That's going to be quick. It was like, what the fuck? And it was like, what the fuck? Like, why would you kill it right away? Like, you just had it and you just killed it. But it's dead now. And Drew McIntyre killed it. Like, like, this is one of the instances where I would have been okay with them just dropping the gimmick. You like, didn't have to kill it. Like, it didn't have to die like that. It didn't have to die. Like, I hated it, but by killing it, yeah. right? It made it worse. It actually made it worse. Like, it, it was so, it was so baffling, like, what the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. This is my thing, though. You're quick to drop the fucking spider gimmick, right? But you you refuse to not not yeah. push Roman or Seth. For some reason, he he needs those guys. He needs those guys. Because those guys should should not be pushed. Exactly. Like no one wants that. So. That like that was the murder right there, and then MVP comes out. He cuts a promo talking about he has a new client. 
and basically he just starts rambling and said, Edge would be a great client of mine. I was like, why the fuck do you want Edge as a client? Like, I, like I was so com- I was so confused. And like, as he's talking, Edge shows up. I'm like, all right, we kind of knew that was going to happen. Edge comes straight down to the ring. He's like, he grabs the bike right from MVP and goes, I want Randy Orton. And MVP's like, see, that's your problem right there. You're not focused. And then MVP says something about his wife. And Edge beat the shit out of MVP. Like, <laughs> he, he whooped Did his he ass. He gave him two one-person concertos. And Randy Orton came down, and they got into a little tussle, and then Randy ran off, and you didn't see Randy for the rest of the night. It's like, God damn. <laughs> didn't he get him with an RKO? RKO also? Yeah, he got him with an Edge KO. Whatever. <laughs> and like, that actually popped me, because it came out of nowhere, and it was like, what the fuck? An edge cow? That shit was... <laughs> that was fucking awesome. And then it led to... Alistair Black versus Seth Rollins. I have a few complaints about this match. Yes, he knocked on the door. He knocked on Seth, he, Seth, told... Alistair Black, listen, I want you to join my cult. He didn't say cult, but we all know what he did. He said cult. He wanted him to join, and Alistair said, nope, not doing it. So he said, all right, well, I'm going to fight you. He said, all right, cool. They had a match. Match was good for about five, six minutes. Then it wound up turning into a beatdown from this Seth crew. And as they're beating down Alistair Black, here comes the War Raiders. And then here comes the Street Profits. So, they're all out there and slowly, quietly, Alistair Black just disappeared. Like, where'd he go? No, no. Correction. I knew you were gonna go there. He faded into black. Like, I felt it too that you said. <laughs> no, I didn't I knew he was gonna go. I knew it. <laughs> but yeah, he faded into black. God damn it. Man. I knew it. You had to know it was gonna be a thing. But yeah, and then it turned into an eight man tag, which was the Street Profits and the War Raiders versus Seth's crew. I don't even know what the name is, their collective name. Okay, the Church of Rollins. The Church of Rollins. And that... No. Praise not the son of the He said no. That match was fucking... It was long. It was... Super long, like not even. A... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, 
like when I AOP, I want to say yes. it was Radar got injured. Yeah, his bicep. If I'm not mistaken. But that match was like 50 minutes. Like I was so angry because it, the match just took so long for no reason. And it just kept going and going and going and going. Yeah, if you don't know what that was, that was the Energizer Bunny. And like, it, <laughs> it bothered me. It really bothered me. But the match ended, and don't know how the match ended, but the match ended. <laughs> so, so there you go. <laughs> There you go. How do you... <laughs> it's one of those like who, who cares type match, you know what I mean? Like, like I alluded to earlier, yeah. stuff is just boring. Like, it it, it just was. Girl, nobody cared. Nobody cares. It was it was over, and nobody cared. I think Kevin Owens got in there somehow. I don't, I don't know. Might have. Did he? Like, if Kevin Owens was in it and neither one of us remembers, yeah. it was a bad match. Cause yes, cause bad Kevin. Kevin is the man. So, if that happens, I don't know. Yep. Like, that, that means that match fucking sucks. But yeah, that was Monday Night Raw, and it was like. Yeah. <sighs> That's what, and that's what we were saying. Like, SmackDown was so good, and this was like, eh. It was funny because we were mm-hmm. just talking about how SmackDown sucked before, right? Compared to the prior Raw. So evidently, if it goes mm-hmm. down, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes, SmackDown's gonna be awesome. Yes, SmackDown's gonna be awesome. So we didn't review Power because Power was just a show trying to get people signed to NWA Power. They they they've been doing this for a couple of weeks. Like every now and then, they would add these random shows to put people over. And like basically, if you don't know who these people are, they're trying to get you to know who they are for the for the show. Yeah, I don't like it at all because... I don't like it. (laughs) If they would just show the people, that would be fun. Fucking perfectly fun. But the problem is, they don't only show the people. They do multiple cuts to people on YouTube watching the show. And it's like, I don't want to see anybody on YouTube watching the show. Like, that's not making any sense to me. I just want to see the matches. I'm a YouTuber myself, and when it comes to wrestling, I want to see wrestling. I don't care about anything else. I don't want to see YouTubers, celebrities, celebrities, yeah, unless they're relevant to the, to the story.
you know what I mean? But otherwise, mm-hmm. like, nothing else. Just, just wrestling. But, like, it, it bothers me because one of the things they do that also bothers me with this, the way that they're showing this, is they'll show the match. In the middle of the match, they'll go to each YouTuber, but they'll have each YouTuber's reaction to that part of the match, which makes them go back to that same part of the match five or six times. And it's like, I don't want to see that. Please stop showing me that. Just show me the one time and go on from there. Like, it is nothing against the people who's reviewing it, nothing against those YouTubers. It's just the way that it's cut and the way that it's shown. That's it. And like, like I said, I'm a YouTuber, mm-hmm. so like, I personally have nothing against it. It just affects like, the time and the yeah. place for it. You know what I mean? Like, if I really wanted to see these people's like uh, 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 thoughts and whatever, Basically. I would watch their channel. No, like, if you don't give a shit about my fucking channel, I don't expect you to watch. So, like, mm-hmm. why, like, force it, you know? Like I said, I just, I just hate the way it's done. It's even better. But yeah, like... Yeah. I got a power... We'll go on it. That's one of our shows. So, we will be back on it. Yep. Um, you want to talk about AEW? I was gonna like ask you, did anything happen on MLW? Because I don't know, y'all. Like, MLW has been very forgotten, I guess you could say. Like, it's been lacking, you know, like, nothing. I always want to review it. But nothing like memorable yeah, happened um, on the show. MLW, to me. I think they're um, going through this phase because they're kind of doing a rebuilding phase, kind of. They're trying to put everything back together yeah. and get everything in order because for a while MLW was like we talk about it every week, and then all of a sudden something happened that they just. Haven't been hitting it out the park like they should. I don't know why, but they've they haven't been doing good lately. Yeah, they've been doing all right, but it's like I watch it, like it, That's, but then forget about it the next day. Watch it and remember everything no. that happened and come in here and talk about it. I don't know. Is this something? Something is off. They need to fix it. Yeah, most definitely. So I guess that negates MLW for this podcast. Yes. So I guess you're right. We talk about AEW. All elite. So how did you like this AEW show? 
I'm gonna admit to y'all, like, I've been, like, on AEW past couple weeks or whatever. Like, this week I totally botched it, didn't watch it. Like, I just finished watching it, and it wasn't that great to me, I, I gotta admit. Like, hmm. it was a hit. It, it was a miss this week. I honestly also think it was a miss this week. and I don't know why. Like, it felt like, for some reason, this show just wasn't one of their good shows. It's like, eh, we tried, but we didn't try. Yeah, like it, like it, that's like, what I feel like. It felt like they were MLW this week, where they just like, you know what, we'll get back to it soon. It's cool. It yeah. had two six man tag matches back to back, but neither one of them had any, and they just were there. It's like it was so weird because they had Death Triangle versus. <laughs> to Death Oreos. Oh. Espérate, espérate. Triangle de muerte. Which is Pentagon, Phoenix, the Lucha Bros, collectively, along with Which they have an Hawk, awesome, the they have an awesome t-shirt, by the way. Triangle de muerte. Awesome t-shirt, awesome logo, awesome trio entrance, awesome, like, everything yeah. is awesome about them. They even have a, a three-way finisher and whatever. Like, if they're going to do a secondary title, and we've talked about this before, right? I think, I don't know if we mentioned it in the podcast, but we did talk about this last week. Uh, it should be a six-man tag title. Okay. You know they yeah, so it, it should be a thing. Yep. Give me what I want. If y'all know yeah. where that's from. Yeah, that's what cool we point. want. We really, really want. What else happened on Yeah, like, um... They had a tag team match, which is the main event, which it's significant because it goes into their quote-unquote, like, big show. Well, it's the big show. <laughs> Not pay-per-view because they're giving it away for free. Um, Blood and Guts, which in essence, it's... Yeah. Not, not yeah. working. <laughs> in... Like, y'all tell me. It's a fucking... Two ring, steel cage over both rings, and with a with a roof over it, and it's two teams, mm-hmm. like uh, and like five five people on each squad. Starts off the rule state it's like two people start off, and after like a certain amount of time, a third person will come in, giving one of the teams an advantage, and they alternate until everybody's in the ring. Once everybody's in the ring, you know what I mean. That's when not war games begins and you could only win by um submission or what's that one or surrender which i don't know the fucking difference but whatever no no it's a not war games thing (laughs) 
<laughs> you have to do a quotation marks when you say it. actual questions around that not the big questions that we're going to get to in a minute but there's questions around okay okay Nick Jackson might possibly still be hurt and also his wife is about to give birth so I don't know what like I don't know what we're, what they're gonna do oh shit like he might not be at not not war games and oh wow yeah cause mm-hmm. they did a story where they I guess took him out and Kenny Omega yeah, his hand is fractured so he might be out so I don't know Hangman Page not getting along with Matt Jackson. Not not war games. <laughs> yeah. Kids so hard, isn't it? <laughs> and like only one you have there is Cody. And Cody like has a side thing. Well, he has a couple side things because yeah. he has to get revenge on MJF eventually. Nah man. Um I'm not sure if him and no, fucking Sean Spears thing finished. I don't that. think it ever it's, did, so that's, that's another thing. Because no one can find Sean Spears, so that's over. He was on today's show. Yeah. By the way, he was you on last week's show. Last I forgot to mention that, too. Uh, no, you know how he's on there? As a fucking they listen promo. to the podcast. <laughs> And for hey, some reason, not saying it's this podcast, <laughs> but the hashtag is find Sean Spears. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. And the whole thing is to find <laughs> him a damn partner. I kind of know where it's going to go, but like, yep, it's anticlimactic, but whatever. Yeah. Which it's, most it's of the stuff that they do is kind of traumatic, but whatever. Long-time friend, Brody Lee. Yeah. I, I see that. Coming. Okay. Which, mm-hmm. speaking of him, I was going to lead into that and whatever. So, last week, Jake the Fake Robert showed up, and he said he had a guy and whatever. We said it would be fucking... Uh, mm-hmm. He, he would be the Azalicid one from the Dark Order. We mentioned Brody Lee. And we went, mentioned one other gentleman, which it wound up then. No, it wasn't. Did it get loose? Lance Archer. <laughs> <laughs> that fucked me up. I was like, wait. No, it's did we watch Lance the right show? <laughs> who showed up this week and got a huge pop. But it goes into what I was saying earlier. He also had a side thing with Cody. So Cody got a bunch of things going right now. So he's going to be a dead man in fucking, uh, um, like, blood and guts and whatever. Yeah, Not to see, mention, they also have one beef thing with I the Dark Order. Like about AEW, they have too many storylines going on with one person. Like, they're being pulled in too many directions. Like, stick to one direction. Yep. And give somebody else another storyline. Not Cody have 13 storylines at one damn time. 
I used to love that band. I can't believe you remember that band. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, mm-hmm. like, you're 100% right and whatever. Because, like, Hangman, he had the thing with fucking, um, he, he has mm-hmm. um, beef with fucking Matt. But he also has a team with Matt. Yet, he's also taking champions with fucking Kenny, but it seems like he has beef with Kenny because he wants to leave the elite, but yet he's still with the elite. Then you have fucking uh, um, Kenny, who had fucking beef with Park. I hope that's over. You know what I mean? Then he got this elite thing going. And also the the tag team thing, you know? In a circle jerk, that's another thing. Again, we have to mention the Dark Order. He's, he's intertwined in that shit. You know what I mean? But wait, there's more. Michael Nakazawa, he's always intertwined into like his storylines and shit like that. So that's a thing. Not to mention the fact, and I forget the exact name of it, but he's a triple A champion. So he even has storylines. Outside the Jesus, company. That's Jesus. So that's a thing. So much. Like it, it's, it's too much. Just too, too much. Then Jericho, like, gotta mention him, because he's beefing with, with Kenny and Cody and them as far as this blood and guts thing. But he's also feuding with fucking John Moxley, oh, and he also the new AEW champion Allen. and whatnot. Like too many stories on this going go. on at one time. Like, I would be okay with it. It was like separate storylines, but it's like mm-hmm. one guy has like three or four but- stories. No. You notice what you just said. It, the people who have these multiple storylines mm-hmm. are the elite. Yeah, yeah. Like, they. Mm-hmm. The elite have gone back at everything they said. You know what I mean? They're not going to focus on the executives. Mm-hmm. They are the executives. The focus is all on them. We're not going to focus on just certain people they are focusing on certain people because I've been saying for mm-hmm. weeks where's Sean Spears he finally shows up last week and whatever mm-hmm. and as Vic mentioned it's only in promos like what the fuck understandably they have um, AEW Dark and whatever but we're not even gonna mention like, funny be shit. honest who watches that shit <laughs> yeah that's another one we don't even review that shit you know what I mean like, it's another guy. I forgot his fucking name. The guy who they made a big deal about giving him two contracts and whatever. Oh, where, like, Brandon Cutler. He basically does cosplay and shit. There you go. Yeah. I told you. See, it's been so long that yeah. I've seen him, I forgot his fucking name. I just remember him because, like, the last time I seen him, he had, a, like, a banging gimmick. Like, his set was de- decent. He had like um, mm-hmm. a Robin esque logo on the Titan Tron and whatnot. Like that st- stuck out to me, so that's why what I remember. What about Jimmy Havoc? He actually works there. If it wasn't for that, that's I wouldn't remember him. 
Jimmy Havoc. Like I, I actually forgot he worked there at one point. Only reason I remember that he worked there is because the other day he did a promo on some guy named Luther, and I actually had to look up who that was. And it's the guy that was formerly part yeah. of the fucking see, Nightmare like, Collective, which is no longer a thing. Like it's so much that they can do, but they just have people just sitting there for no fucking reason. But wait, there's more. They also made mm-hmm. fun of WWE because WWE always mm-hmm. focuses on the old people and whatever. They brought in DDP and they just recently brought in Jake Stick Roberts. I love Jake as much as the next guy and whatever. Jake's an inspiration. I mean, if you say something, you stick to it. Or JR, the commentator. He should shut that shit down. There you go. See? Oh, um, what's his name? Yeah, Um, yeah, probably Blanchard, but... Tessa's dead. (laughs) Why not? We're not going to do none of the things we said we were going to do. Basically. We're not going to do. But we do them anyway. Like, what the fuck? Like. Go on. The show. I actually drew a blank there because I forgot when he had a promo on. Because I thought I saw it on Twitch. Or Twitter. But yeah, like he had a he had an Ari <laughs> promo, and it was so funny that when he ended it, he basically fight in it. And in my mind, like there's nobody sticking out except MJF as a challenger. It's like I don't I don't want that. Like, yep. I I don't want that. I because I feel like if MJF does it, he should win the title, but just not right now. Basically. Oh, there was that um, promo that was really that, good between um, Britt Baker and Big Slow. That was a great promo. Hey, because Britt each week has become a better and better heel. And this is the first time they focused on Swole and made her her own character. It was fucking awesome. And Britt Baker yep. said, you're not even the most talented person in your house. People only respect your boyfriend. And Swole came back. To, come to which you replied to? We're married. <laughs> Go ahead. She said. And she did the she said, I'm thing married, everything. baby. That popped me. That fucking poppy. <laughs> and then, like, Britt Baker commenced to throw, like, you coffee know the funny in her part face. about that coffee thing? I didn't even think she had coffee in there. I just thought it was an empty cup. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nah, because remember, she loves That's so weird, because, like, the... Like the first day that she turned heel, she she talked shit about Tony, and then like now they're best friends. 
Right. But yeah, that was. <laughs> but yeah, like, that was like, a, as long as you treat that me was good. a good promo. To... <laughs> I think that was my favorite AEW promo of the night. Yeah. There was also another, like, I guess vignette and whatever. It was like a dark horror esque promo. But it, was it wasn't good, a dark horror this time. Because <laughs> dark order sucks. That Basically, the whole promo was on that. He basically challenged fucking um, Evil no, Uno Grace. and yes. Stu Bennett? I mean, no, it's not Stu Bennett. Stu Grayson? Every time I say Stu, I want to say Bennett because like that's the only Stu that sticks out in my head. But he challenged them both at the same night, and he don't give a damn where it I is. But like, yeah, it's gonna be next two separate week matches. Because they did make the announcement that the Exalted one is showing up next week. Get my money too. My money's on Matt Hardy, but yeah, I'm, I'm all for thinking it's Matt Hardy. Especially after his deleting yep. the elite, or I mean, freeing the delete, something like that, right? Yeah, and in the episode, he had oh, Matt and yeah. Nick come out to free him from Zenith, but right before they freed him, like, he turned into, like, this dark entity, and it was like, uh, okay. And then, like, they super kicked him and put him in the casket. It, it was really funny because when he said, I want you to bury me, Matt goes, wait, you mean, like, bad booking? It, it he goes, no, I had my fair share of that already. <laughs> like, no, I mean, bury me in the ground. He's like, uh, <laughs> we could do Like, it was so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm back. Yeah. And that's um. It, it was next week. Tanky match. The first entrant and blood and guts. So what happened in the tag team match? Oh yeah, yeah. Which, which is not war games. Gotta say that again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The the female um tag team match and whatever, that was good. Good because guess what, yeah. You guess what? Be Priestley. Bay came back. But <laughs> you love Bay Priestley. Get it right. I call her Bay. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, like I can never pronounce any of these girls' names. So like go ahead. (laughs) His bay and Nyla Rose. What you're waiting for me to tell you who won? Oh. So Oh yeah, gonna let you continue with one and they're celebrating, and B. Priestley just hits Nyla in the back with the championship. It's like, the, the fuck? 
which I even mentioned in the book, like it totally confused me. Like, I, I don't isn't know. Isn't Lila a heel? Like, is she a like, face? That actually confused what? me. I'm like, I don't know if she's a heel or a face. I don't know what happened. Like, I need some clarity. And then, is the priestly a fucking face or heel also? Like, you know? Like, I would love to see <laughs> what happens. Mm-hmm. Me too. Most definitely. Like that the intriguing. But well, Dustin Rhodes was randomly fucking uh, um Hangman Page's tag team partner because as he said earlier, Kenny's injured. He faced fucking Wait, the circle jerk of Chris Jericho oh. and Sami Zayn. Like, you fucked me up. Like, what? Guevara. I think maybe we didn't watch the same show. Sammy Guevara. But yeah, like... Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it made it made perfect sense that Dustin would get in this, because if you think about it, he does have beef with the inner circle for breaking his arm. And he he's still pissed off about that. So it makes sense. Yep. Like, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like that actually like it it worked out perfectly for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, it went into fucking not uh, war games. Yeah, that was mostly. But yeah, AEW. I think we covered everything in AEW. Yeah. Yeah, we. Uh, I guess NXT. NXT did, wasn't NXT? Oh yeah, because they were yeah. in the oh, almost in the wrong thing. Oh my god, they were in the performance center. It was close. The convention center. But yeah, um, I don't <laughs> think that would be the last time we see that convention center. But they had a match in the PC. I mean, not a match, but a whole show. And oddly enough, it still looked like they were at a fucking yep. arena. Like, it didn't bother me, but it did at the same time, because, like, okay, watching it, it was cool, but it was, like, moments there, and I even pointed out to you, like, there's only one thing that's bothering me about this, one, and he was, like, you mentioned this, that, the other thing, like, no, I can see fucking sailing fans, that made me and, like, it so kind of took me out the moment a little bit, every time I see it. you were worried about the damn sailing fans. <laughs> Because, like, it's, like, little things that, like, take you out the moment. Like, you know how, like, you'll be watching, like, let's say a movie or, I don't know, a show or something like that. And, like, something will pop up in the bottom of the screen. And, like, the show or movie be that good. Like, it takes you out the moment. 
something like that. It still was pretty good though. No, it was great. It just like yeah, that little thing, like in little indiscretion, bothered me. Like I wouldn't even take points off of it. It just like it was like a pet peeve. Like it annoyed like, the fuck out of me. Funny. And granted, it's not their fault. You know, like circumstances, like out of their control and shit. Well, which, do we cover all that after we cover NXT? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. But yeah. So and it should open up with Cameron versus Keith Lee. <laughs> no. Once again, fucking awesome match. Fucking awesome match. Keith Lee and Cameron Grimes like was Grimes for a little dude. He fucking moves and does some shit that you're like, well goddamn, pal. He did a fucking stalling super. Like, what? And on him. I was like, oh goddamn. Like Cameron, like you can sleep on a Cameron, including myself. We so. sleep on him, but he's good. But the match winded up with Keith Lee. Yep. And win it. So celebrating any and he called Damian Priest. Again, here comes Donovan Dijakovic. And he just starts beating up Damian Priest and like runs him off. So Damian Priest is is he's left. He's ran off. <clears throat> so Donovan Dijak picks up the title and he goes to pick up Keith Lee. So Keith Lee just like first of all, he gets attacked and he didn't see who attacked him. He just jumps up and just attacks Donovan Dijak and just hit him with the powerbomb. He's like, us as watching it go, um, you know you hit the wrong guy. But him in his mind is like, I just hit who hit me. <laughs> so now, like, that's going to turn into a fucking triple threat. Get me too? Pretty much. And, and I'm then down we had it. Mia Yim versus I forgot who she fought. It was who did she fight? It was somebody good. And I because we can't know. remember the person's name. It's just we can't remember the person's name. That's all. Nothing. Yeah, it was definitely. And if a I'm not mistaken, Dakota isn't Kai. that a qualifier for it this ladder match that they're having? See, told you it wasn't bad. Oh. I just we forgot who she was fighting. There it is. It was Dakota Kai, and <laughs> the ending, the ending was was funny. 
Like, so they're getting it in. Raquel Diaz is outside. And she, like, she, she stops the referee. So she distracts the referee so Dakota can win. So, Raquel, yes, Raquel. She stops the ref. She the ref is Raquel, by the way. Stopped. Dakota does what she needs to do. She's got her. She's going to win. She's going to win. She's going to win. She's going to win, right? Wrong. Wrong. Because she's holding her for too long. <laughs> Raquel has her, like, has the ref so tied up, the ref can't get to her. She messes up. Mia Yim catches Dakota Kai with eat the feet. She turns around, and one, two, three, the match is over. So Raquel Diaz did nothing. And then she got in the ring and beat up Mia Yim. Because she did nothing and she messed up. What a waste. What a fuck. It was. That we was had Kishida versus Raul Mendoza. A fucking hell of a match. Kishida won. So after the match, they're doing mm-hmm. an interview with Mia Yim outside and make him almost get hit by this car it's like exactly what the fuck and she yeah and she even said it was like what the hell so the camera's coming down and Raul Mendoza is getting kidnapped by two dudes in mad and they throw him in the car and just drive off it's like it it was only racist because they had I'm sorry I found that racist It, well, it was racist. <laughs> like, no, nah, like, fuck that shit. You know, man. I said a couple weeks ago that fucking AEW had racist in- tendencies. As you see, WWE does true. too. Everybody that. gets my fucking rap. I'm not biased. And the thing that bothered me was Miriam only was concerned about her not getting ran over. She didn't care about the. Rose Mendoza getting kidnapped. She didn't say nothing. She just said, when they drove by, I was like, hey, that's it. They grabbed Rose Mendoza. She didn't say shit after that. She was, not a goddamn thing. It's like, somebody say something. The, the announcers never said shit. Nobody said shit. Oh, it, and it, it was like never it mentioned after the fact either. And I'm looking at you and I'm going, dude, like, is anybody going to mention that this guy got kidnapped? Apparently the fuck not. I I, I am so confused and perplexed that I can't wait to find out what they say happened. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring this up and I don't know if you can remember this though, but Mm -hmm. to me, this is going to be Romando's heel turn, first of all, right? Because it Kind of reminds me of something mm-hmm. TNA. I think they were TNA at the time. Impact Wrestling, whatever, right? Did where Taz was kind of beefing with Samoa Joe, but at the same time he was his trainer, yeah, that was and he got these uh, like Samoan guys to kidnap him. And they and they totally changed Samoa Joe at the time or whatever. Like he started mm-hmm. wearing like 
make, which was reminiscent of a Samoa tattoo on his face and whatnot. Like they cho- totally they changed him. So don't be surprised if you see Raul Mendoza as a heel. Like he joins no, forces. Like you mentioned, like one of the masked guys could be what's his name? Exactly. Like don't be surprised. Like if he joins forces with him and like they're like a heel yeah, like trio because it was another guy there too I mean, which we're trying to figure out and I'm trying to figure out who's this third guy yeah because I'm thinking to myself okay it could be mm-hmm. fucking um, Angel Garza nope he's in the main roster so that means it's fucking um basically um, Humberto Carrillo. No, he's also in the main roster. No, that's a mystery. So, who the fuck is yeah, it? I'm down for that mystery. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What else happened? Oh, we had another second qualifying match for the women's match. It was Tegan Knox versus. Deanna, no, Deanna Perrazzo. Chelsea Green is still in it. Chelsea Green, I think it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She, so, she qualified for it last time. Tegan Knox gets yeah. the win, which was pretty cool over Deanna Perrazzo. I still want her to get her just due. Yeah. Hopefully. I think she'll get it eventually. But whatever. <laughs> so yeah, now it's three women in the ladder match so far. It's Tegan, <laughs> Mia, and Chelsea Green. It, yeah, it's gonna be six. Next week is gonna be Mercedes Martinez right? versus Candice LeRae. Yeah, I'm all down for that one. Okay. And oh yeah. What was the next match? It was was it a tag team title match or was it a match before that? All I could really remember the tag team title match. And not really for the match itself. With the, it's more so because the promo before. The Brunswick and the Grizzled Young Vet one? Or the Dream one? Oh, yeah. That, well, wait, no. The Dream no, one. I'm confused because I know those two promos like kind of ran hand in hand. But yeah, let's talk about the Dream one first. Where Dream basically. <laughs> appeared while the Undisputed Era yeah. showed up and basically said he used Roddy to get to Adam Cole. That he was, doesn't care about his that family. Was funny and all that. That was he just really tights. He threw away the tights. He said, did just tights? What are you so bad about? Yeah. Like, That's true. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, he basically said that's why he used Rod. 
Adam. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, then we had the tag team match, but I feel like something happened before that. Like, I know that the Grizzled Young Vets and the Brotherweights were out there at the same time. Was that after the match, or that was right before the match? Honestly, I want to say that wasn't sure even this week. That's just me, though. I'm the one with the bad memory. Okay, you might get... Granted, you yeah, might like, be right about that. I'm just saying what, what I think. Nine out of ten, I'm well, wrong. I thought it was this week. You might be right. Because remember, it was yes, uh, so uh, had one hell of a Undisputed match. Era versus the titles, by the way. Yep. And the yep. Rosaweights retained their tag team titles. Yes, it was. It was great. Which was awesome. It, at that point, we were actually very confused because it was like 20 minutes left in the show. We're like, why the fuck is the show over now? And then Tommaso Ciampa showed up. I was like, oh, that's why the show was over right then and there. Ciampa came out and Ciampa basically cut his yep. promo and said he wanted Johnny and Johnny was in the back. I was like, no, fuck that, man. I'm back here. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. He basically like he was like in a conference room or something, right? And Ciampa, because Ciampa been in the performance center forever, he knows exactly where he's at, so he comes to kick his ass. And they start they fucking brawl. They did the show in Marty's spot by throwing one of them through the window. They start breaking shit. The one scene that fucking got me that I have no idea what the fuck, like, why it happened, when he threw the fucking weight at the mirror and shattered the mirror. Yeah. And they just was fighting. They fought all over, and then they fought all the way up to the bird's nest. I know it's not called the bird's nest, but it's ECW, so go at me. So they're up on the bird. Keep Might as well. Yeah. What is that Chamba move called? Uh, it is called. Okay. He did the Chamba um, up there. Project onto the fucking Ciampa? table with Johnny Gargano, and that shit looked like it fucking hurt. Johnny was laid out. And fucking Chopper just got up. Yep. And he fucking walked off and tried to stop him. So he pushed Regal. He pushed the guys with Regal. He just was out of fucking control. 
Like he was so pissed off and he wanted Johnny <laughs> so bad. That was that was pretty awesome. Yep. Like I really have nothing really to say about it. Like you covered it all. Like that ending was exactly. like a great fucking ending. If Braun smacked him on the head, ending like that, their shows would have been way better. But yeah, that was NXT. So let's get down to the yep. the virus. Yes. We don't know where he's at. Let's talk oh, about it. And we're not talking about Cyrus here. My bad. But holy he's shit. Making an impact. Coronavirus. That shit. Yeah. That shit. It's, it's taking out everything. <laughs> we both fucking like the same page. What the fuck, man? What are we going to do? And like, I'm like, we're not those type of people. Like, they only talking about it because like it's the like trending thing. We're gonna get the views and whatever. Truthfully, I'm angry. I really don't give a shit about it. I don't know how you feel about it, whatever. But yeah, yeah, because right now, like, it's fucking over a lot of things. Like, it ruined the whole. Was it New Japan or Stardom? It ruined the shows for them and whatnot. If you're a fucking basketball fan, it ruined that. NCAA. And fucking the the double uh, NCP, how the fuck you say it? Yes. NCAA, the college football, basically basketball. Yeah. And like they're talking about NHL, like it's ruining a lot of things and whatnot. SmackDown yeah. is going to be in the performance center. Due to that, that's at least that's what they're saying as of right yeah. now. It's on again, off again. You know, Raw might be there too. So, and it might possibly cancel WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. If you're a gamer, they canceled. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was PAX a few months ago. Like that's and a they lot of shit getting canceled. E3. So, and it's it's scary. It's scary. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Like, everything is getting canceled. Like, New Japan's whole entire march has been canceled. Stardom had to run a fucking show in an empty arena because no one could be there. It's bad. Like, it is fucking bad. AEW has to cancel two... Well, not cancel. Change two of their shows to somewhere in Florida because... They can't run their shows in Jersey and the other places they were going to run. It's, it's just really fucking bad. Like, we're used to having a natural tragedy and us relying on wrestling to get us by. But right now, there's no relying on wrestling because what the fuck, man?
Exactly. Yeah. Like when when you get rid of fucking wrestling, like I don't know how we're gonna it's a go big through fucking this. deal. But we're gonna bring the podcast every week is we're gonna find some way to to have wrestling. And like, you know, to have more interaction with y'all and whatever, because y'all probably just listen and don't really interact. We probably have to talk about these two dickheads don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Interact with us on Twitter and whatever. Like, hit us up. Give us some ideas and shit. You know what I mean? Like, we'll talk about what y'all want to talk about. Honestly, at this point, I don't even think it has to be even wrestling, because like, yeah. We would prefer it to be wrestling, but if it's not, hey, we'll you know, at least we have something to talk about. Because we're trying to, like, keep this podcast going. Exactly. And hell, if coronavirus takes one of us out, the other one's going to keep it going. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically all the stuff that's been happening <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah, in the world. And the world in this last part. So. We'll have news on <laughs> if there's going to be a WrestleMania this year. Or if there's going to be any other wrestling shows this year. Mm-hmm. Quick question before we go, because we're winding mm-hmm. it down and whatnot, right? You mentioned Stardom doing an empty arena show and whatever, right? How would you feel if WrestleMania did that? Because it wouldn't bother me at all. A lot of people talk about, oh, like the crowd made the show mm-hmm. boring and this and whatever. Hence, fucking um, Elimination Chamber this past Sunday and whatever. Crowd okay, was dead, but that didn't bother me. How would you feel? I would be... I wouldn't be happy with Raw. I mean, WrestleMania being mm-hmm. that way. Because if I'm somebody like Drew McIntyre... I've waited my whole entire life to hear the water crowd when I win the title. I'm going to win the title and there's no water crowd. There's nothing. Like, I can't, I can hear myself. Like, that's it. Like, this moment, this great moment that I've played out in my head for years and years and years, since I was a little fucking kid, it's here and it's ruined because there's nobody here to enjoy it with me. So, yes, WrestleMania needs the fans. Any other show? No. WrestleMania? Yes. It's the moment that all of those wrestlers have been waiting for. And they need us to give them that same energy that they've been craving for years. They need that. That's, That's for them. It's not for us. It's for them. Any other one? A Raw? A SmackDown? A NXT? Any of that shit. Fuck it. Who cares? Empty arena. Mania? Mm -mm. That's too special. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I got you. In that perspective, I understand. Yeah. But yeah, like... If they do have to postpone it, not knowing when they're going to postpone it to, okay, 
how does WWE keep these storylines going until then? But that's here's the thing, right? A lot that's of those storylines don't need to be longer. The longer they go, the more the fans are going to turn on it. Uh-huh. Like some of these, like some of these storylines have actually been going for more than three, like more than three months already. So it's like, okay, we're just waiting for it to wrap up. Like the Seth Rollins Kevin Owens thing has been going since last year. Like that needs to stop. Like you extend that three more months. Yeah. Like I'm going to go to a Raw wherever it is and punch somebody in the face. That doesn't need to be extended. Like we need to get some <laughs> of the stuff over with and just go bye bye. Like that's what's gonna worry me. Like it's gonna be so like yeah. say that they say the next thing could be in June. That's not only will that fuck everything up with the storylines. Football is going to also be back and starting to train in June, and they're holding it in a stadium, a football stadium. So that's going to be a conflict of interest. No, no, it it will because by June they said by June everything should be back to normal. And if by June we're getting WrestleMania finally, like. That's going to fuck everything up. It's like... We're going to have money in the bank between them and all the other pay-per-views. You're going to have... You're going to have to fill these stories. Like... The, the Raw after WrestleMania, which is like a staple for people. Like, it's a lot of things that's going to get fucked up over this. It's like... It needs to happen now or... If you cancel it... Find a way to just work around it. Yeah. But I thought yeah, you were going to say to, to wash your hands part. All we really got to say and whatever, so. Oh no, like. Okay. By now, it's all over the place. So, like, yeah. It was nice seeing y'all. <laughs> nice knowing y'all. That's how it, when I lasted. Okay, like, Bray White would say, See you in hell. <laughs>